You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. More state hacking is in the forecast for 2017, and Pyongyang seems to have a head start. A new DDoS botnet rivals Mirai, ransomware notes. Android users are advised to stick with Google Play and so avoid Gooligan. Content filtering in social media. Tenable talks about its cybersecurity report card, and more connected toys seem to be far too curious about those who play with them. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, December 6, 2016. Observers at FireEye and elsewhere take a look at 2017 and predict more state-directed cyber attacks. Some of them are thought, on track record alone, to already be in progress but still undiscovered. The usual suspects and objectives are invoked. Russian surveillance and information operations, Chinese industrial espionage, nor should the Democratic People's Republic of Korea be forgotten. The Yonhap News Agency reports that a South Korean military intranet has sustained a North Korean-directed malware infestation. Seoul's Ministry of Defense acknowledged finding the malicious code in one of its cyber command networks. As we mentioned on yesterday's show, Tenable Network Security published their Global Cybersecurity Assurance Report Card for 2017, which measures the attitudes and perception of enterprise IT security practitioners around the world. Chris Thomas is a strategist with Tenable. It's interesting. We want to be able to try to go out there and talk to people who are actually in the trenches, the cybersecurity professional, uh, and say, hey, what are your feelings about your organization's ability to uh, determine your risk level in these various areas? And so we've asked a bunch of people what their their thoughts are. Uh, We've combined those results together and then assigned each, uh, not only each area a letter grade, but also each country and each uh, industry vertical, so that we can sort of get a picture of where things might be good and where things might not be so good. So take me through some of the key findings. Unfortunately, some most of the key findings are not happy, if you will. Uh, in risk assessment, uh, we have an overall falling of a score by 12 percentage points. An organization's ability to assess their risks has gotten worse this year over last. Cloud environments are still showing a very uh, difficult time for people despite how long we've been working with cloud. Uh, We saw a seven point drop in cloud. Mobile uh, is not doing well at all. Uh, We've gone from 65% a D to an F, a failing grade in mobile. And now we have DevOps and containers on top of that. Uh, And so we added those to the the survey this year, but they did not get that great of a score, as you can possibly imagine. When you look at at the numbers, when you look at the findings, what do you think is driving these decreases in uh, in confidence? You know, that's a good question. I think I was kind of surprised to see uh, basically a drop on almost all the grades across the board, uh, whether that 
is mobile or cloud or whether it's, uh, uh, you know, Europe or United States uh, or Australia or education or government or retail, just about everything we looked at, the numbers dropped. Um, and why why is that uh, is a good question. I had hoped from last year that, geez, we're getting better at our jobs. We're doing better things. We've learned more stuff. Uh, our numbers should increase this year, at least a little bit. Um, but there are very few aspects, very few areas that we actually saw increases. So why did everything decrease? Um, and I think possibly, uh, again, we have to look at, we're looking at people's perceptions of their organization's abilities. It's really hard to get uh, definitive metrics in some of the questions that we're asking. So uh, a lot of this comes down to uh, how you feel about your, your organization's ability to do their job. And so if you're hit over and over and over again by these massive news reports of these massive breaches, uh, OPM, data breach, target data breach, um, you have all the, the election stuff that happened this year, uh, and you're seeing all this negativity in the news, you know, you may get a little downbeat and a little uh, discouraged and think, well, gee, maybe I'm not as good at my, our job as we thought we were. Or maybe our technology is better now, and so we actually have some numbers to say, hey, you know, we're not doing as good as we thought. And so we have to assess ourselves at a slightly lower grade. Were there any bright spots in the report? Yeah, there were a couple of bright spots. Uh, the biggest one for me was one of the final questions that we asked, and it was just kind of a, uh, I don't want to say a give me, but we asked everybody what their overall perception was uh, of their security from this year to last year. Compared to this time last year, do you feel more optimistic or pessimistic about your organization's ability to defend itself against cyber attacks? Now, this is a question we asked last year also, but um, this year we have uh, almost 90%, over 90% of the people who feel either the same or better about their uh, organization's ability, uh, about being optimistic about the future. And I think, this, it's, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting, all, isn't it? <laughs> you, have all this, you have all this pessimism and all these bad grades and, oh, no, we're bad at this, we're bad at that, we're bad at this. But, oh, look, next year we're going to be better. We're going to have a positive attitude and we're going to go out there and we're going to be awesome defenders. Because as a defender, the, the news is almost always bad because somebody's always getting breached and you read about it in the news and you're always trying to uh, fight off the bad guys. And yet, despite all this bad news that's out there, we're maintaining a positive attitude. And to me, I think that's, that's better than half the battle. That's Chris Thomas from Tenable Network Security. He's known online as Space Rogue. The Global Cybersecurity Assurance Report Card is available on Tenable's website. Mirai appears to have a competitor in the distributed denial-of-service market. Web performance and security company Cloudflare has reported that a new, so far unnamed botnet began executing attacks on November 23rd. It ran on a predictable schedule, eight hours a day for seven days, beginning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. On the eighth day, the attack switched to 24 hours, reaching a peak volume of 400 gigabits per second. For comparison, Mirai has hit 620 gigabits per second. It's unclear what kind of bots it's comprised of. It may or may not be an IoT botnet. Attacks seem to have originated with Chinese IP addresses and to have targeted servers in California. Cloudflare thinks the targets were gaming and virtual goods, sites, and services. What the motive might be is also obscure, but gaming and virtual markets are, of course, particularly sensitive to disruption. Ransomware also tends to hit enterprises that depend upon high online availability, which is one reason so many healthcare providers have been victims. Locky ransomware operators have shifted to .osiris extensions in malicious code being spread by bogus Excel invoices. 
No decryption is yet available, so secure regular backup is the best preparation for recovery. Globe 2 ransomware is implicated in successful attacks on British hospitals that disrupted patient services. Three hospitals were affected by the disruption of systems in the North Lincolnshire and Google NHS Foundation Trust. Some 2,800 patient appointments were cancelled. Investigators either don't know or aren't saying how the attack was accomplished. Ransomware exacts opportunity costs from its victims. San Francisco's Muni Light Rail estimates it lost some $50,000 in fares during the attack. That's $75,000 less than the ransom Muni refused to pay, but it still hurts. Android users should remain wary of Gooligan malware, which continues to romp in the wild. Many observers are noting that its vectors are malicious apps the victims download from sources outside Google Play. So in this case, please stay inside the walled garden. Social media companies and sites continue to grapple with content filtering. Counter-trolling seems unsuccessful. Control of terrorist imagery remains a work in progress, but is proceeding along lines followed to exclude child porn from networks. Finally, as you shop for children over the holidays, remember to exercise due diligence. Some tablets being marketed as offering child-safe searches have been shown easily susceptible to workarounds. For example, a simple browser search may not take the children to inappropriate content, but Google Translate may provide an unintentional workaround. And you'd also do well to be suspicious of connected toys. My Friend Kayla and IQ Intelligent Robot, both basically dolls and both made by Genesis Toys, have been complained about to the Federal Trade Commission and other regulatory bodies. They're alleged to be collecting and reporting way too much information about the kids who play with them. Come on, toy makers. Can you try not to put Chucky under the Christmas tree? And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI... The best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust Plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber.
And joining me once again is Professor Avas Rashid. He heads the Academic Center of Excellence in Cybersecurity Research at Lancaster University. Professor, I know what today you wanted to tell us a little bit about cybersecurity and critical national infrastructure. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. The security of regular uh, information systems is very much in the news. These days, we hear of uh, large-scale breaches, often of uh, credit card theft, financial theft online. Um, uh, but equally, we are increasingly seeing cybersecurity attacks against, uh, cyber attacks against critical national infrastructure. These are the things that we uh, see as uh, fundamental to daily functioning of society, things like power plants, uh, water treatment facilities, uh, you know, your energy supply systems. And uh, you'd be surprised how many of them are potentially open to open to cyber attacks. And the reason for this is that a lot of these systems were designed without actually security in mind. Uh, 20, 30 years ago, when these systems were designed, they were designed based on proprietary protocols. They were often closed systems with little connectivity to the Internet. And you needed very specialist knowledge to actually work with these systems. As our systems have become more and more connected, these systems are also connected to other systems within organizations and also potentially to the Internet. And as a result, given that they weren't designed in secu with security in mind, there are often quite a lot of vulnerabilities in them. And we are seeing increasing incidents of these. There was a fairly well-known incident of a German steel mill uh, where a furnace was destroyed uh, as a result of a cyber attack. Uh, that escalated and got out of hand. Similarly, we saw the cyber attack on the Ukrainian power grid more recently. Uh, and of course, there are more high profile attacks that, that you know, we know historically, such as the Maruchi Water Services, almost now 10, 15 years ago, as well as uh, Stuxnet, which, which uh, destroyed uh, the centrifuges in Iran's nuclear facilities. So the problem we actually have is that these infrastructure are increasingly connected to the Internet. There have been studies done through uh, the search engine Shodan that show that a lot of these facilities are connected to the Internet, yet they are highly vulnerable to a number of uh, what I would call fairly basic cyber attacks. And that's an area we look at very closely in terms of securing, securing such systems. The key issue is that these um, attacks don't require often you often don't often require you to be very sophisticated. Uh, the entry level to attack a uh, uh, cyber physical system such as an industrial control system, which is prevalent in in critical national infrastructures, is is actually quite low. You yes, you need to know a little bit about how these systems work, but in the end, the underlying protocols and the systems that are in deployment are often so vulnerable that you don't really need to be uh, a highly sophisticated attacker to actually breach these systems. Avas Rashid, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With Identity Orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. 
Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T Minus Space Daily, and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K Cyberwire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. Thank you.